Let's check out your headlines for today. And the chances we will get a public inquiry into foreign interference appear greater this morning. Opposition parties say they are ready to cooperate with the Liberal government on naming a judge to head a public inquiry into Beijing's foreign interference into Canadian diplomacy and democracy, and they want an investigation to be wrapped up before the next federal election. Intergovernmental Affairs Minister Dominic LeBlanc opened the door to a public inquiry on Saturday in the aftermath of the former Governor General David Johnson's abrupt resignation as the Special Rapporteur on China State Interference in the 2019 and 2021 elections. LeBlanc said the opposition parties, which voted on three occasions in the minority par- parliament for a public inquiry, must present the government with the name of a distinguished Canadian to head the commission and to lay out the terms of reference, including measures to protect highly classified intelligence. He said the government has not ruled out another special rapporteur being named to hold hearings over the summer if the opposition parties are unable to come up with acceptable terms of reference and an eminent judge to head an independent inquiry. Now, there were tensions at the Wortley Pride Festival over the weekend. The green in London's Wortley Village was jam-packed with people, pride flags, and a group of anti-drag storytime protesters on Saturday. The protest and counter-protest took place at the corner of Elmwood Ave East and Wortley Road, just outside the Wortley Pride Festival. A London man was charged last year with causing a disturbance and possession of a weapon after disrupting the event. Because of what happened last year, extra security was called in for this year's festival. Festival. Despite the protest, the event went on without a hitch. Now, provincial police are investigating the deaths of a boater and a volunteer firefighter who tried to help with a rescue effort. OPP officers in Huron County were called to a beachfront address near Bayfield around 2.20 in the afternoon on Saturday to help the operator with an unspecified uh, pleasure craft who had gone into distress. They say paramedics brought a 32-year-old from Blue Water back to the shore, but the victim was pronounced dead at the scene. Police say a 46-year-old volunteer firefighter from Blue Water was trying to help address the situation when they had an unspecified medical emergency of their own, and they were eventually pronounced dead at hospital in Goderich. Police did not release any details about the victims. They say the causes of death are still unknown, but autopsies are scheduled for both. Now, more than 140 firefighters from Portugal and Spain will be arriving in Canada on Wednesday to help battle the wildfires raging across the country. The European Union Emergency Response Coordination Centre says they will arrive in Quebec, where 109 firefighters from France have been on the ground since last Thursday. This is the first time in the center's 22-year history they've sent firefighters to help in Canada. Canada made a sp- official request for assistance last Wednesday to the Emergency Response Coordination Center's headquarters in Brussels. European officials say firefighters are proud to help out, noting that crews from Spain and Portugal feel a heightened solidarity with Canada after their home country saw particularly devastating wildfire seasons last year. And if you want to shop at Nordstrom, today is your last day to do it. The high-end U.S. retailer says on his website that June 13th will be the last day to shop and that stores may close sooner based on available 
inventory. Nordstrom says discounts of between 70 and 80 percent are available during the final days of liquidation. Nordstrom announced back on March the 2nd it would be closing all six of their stores and all seven of their Nordstrom Rack stores in Canada. The decision will affect 2,500 jobs across the country. The company's e-commerce business, Nordstrom.ca, has already ceased operations. The closest locations to us in London are in the Toronto area. Checking out the price of gas, there was no change overnight with stations charging $1.60.9 on average this morning. Gas has fallen slightly since rising on Friday. There was no change to either premium or diesel either. Now in sports, and Nick Taylor made history in Toronto, becoming the first Canadian to win the Canadian Open in 69 years. He beat Tommy Fleetwood on the fourth playoff hole by sinking a 72-foot putt for Eagle. Pat Fletcher, who won the Open back in 1954, was the last Canadian to win the national tournament. The Toronto Blue Jays came from behind to beat the Minnesota Twins 7-6. Kevin Biggio hit a three-run home run for the Blue Jays. Toronto is off today. The Jays are back in action tomorrow night in Baltimore. You can hear that game on 980 CFBL starting at 7 o'clock. In the CFL, Saskatchewan beat Edmonton 17-13. And in the NBA, the finals resume tonight with the Denver Nuggets leading the Miami Heat three games to one. Tip-off is set for 8-30. Checking out what happened on this day in history, in 1839, legend has it that Abner Doubleday invented baseball in Cooperstown, New York. Exactly 100 years later, the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum opened there. Historians and even the hall itself now consider the Doubleday story to be totally false. In 1929, Anne Frank was born in Holland, although she died in Nazi uh, concentration camp late in the Second World War. Her diary about her family's life in hiding in Amsterdam became world famous. In 1939, the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum was dedicated in Cooperstown, New York. In 1944, a Second World War act of heroism earned Winnipeg gunner Andrew Minarski a Victoria Cross. Rather than jump from a burning bomber over France... He tried to save a trapped crewmate. The 27-year-old Minarski suffered fatal burns, but his comrade miraculously survived the crash. In 1964, South African black nationalist leader Nelson Mandela and seven co-defendants were sentenced to life in prison for plotting to overthrow the country's white supremacist government. Mandela, who had been in custody since 1962, was released in 1990 and later served five years as South Africa's first black president. In 1967, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down all state laws prohibiting or restricting interracial marriages. In 1981, Major League Baseball players began a 49-day strike over free agent compensation. The season did not resume until August the 10th. In 1984, the Ontario government announced its intention to give Roman Catholic schools the same status and funding as the province's public education system. In 2002, an American fugitive who pulled off what's believed to be the only successful hijacking in Canadian history was sentenced to five years in prison. Patrick Critton hijacked an Air Canada plane to Cuba during a flight from Thunder Bay to Toronto back in 1971. He was captured in the fall of 2001 in New York State. In 2006, the Canadian dollar soared above 91 cents U.S. for the first time in three decades. In 2018, U.S. President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un met in Singapore in an unprecedented U.S.-North Korea summit. 
And on this day in 2021, Canada hit a major milestone on the road to COVID-19 herd immunity with 40% of Canadians, that's 15.2 million people now vaccinated with at least their first dose of the vaccine. Happy birthday to Garth, who turns 67 today, and to Andrea, who turns 32. Uh, you share a birthday with play-by-play man Marv Albert, who turns 82. Timothy, Timothy Busfeld is 66. Scott Thompson, 64. And Canadian soccer legend Christine Sinclair turns 40. If you'd like me to celebrate a birthday, anniversary, or a milestone, send me an email to devin at 980cfpl.ca.